0: Welcome to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail and I'm glad you're listening. I want to talk today about battling demonic forces. This is a subject that God has recently brought to my mind because the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of this dark age, and against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly realms. And that is found in in Ephesians chapter 6. And so, knowing that we are battling every day, whether we realize it or not, with demonic forces. If you are doing anything good for the kingdom, if you're working for the kingdom of God, whether you understand it or not, you're dealing with demons and demonic forces. Not that we need to live in fear and doubt, because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. We can have confidence in our Jesus because Jesus the Christ, he is awesome. He rose from the dead. He won the victory 2,000 years ago and he gave his power and he gave his authority to us to use on the earth. And so, having said that, I want to talk to you a little bit about how to successfully deal with demonic forces. Now, I'm not claiming to know everything there is about this subject. I'm just going to share some of my life with you today and um I think the first thing we have to do is deal, deal with ourselves first. So in other words, John fourteen thirty, Jesus said, The prince of this world is coming, and he has nothing in common with me. And so in other words, there was no darkness in Jesus that the enemy could see. So when we are walking in our day-to-day lives of the Lord, many times we have things in our lives that we have in common with other people like Let's say you're trying to help someone who's an alcoholic. If you're struggling with an alcohol addiction and you're trying to help someone who's an alcoholic, you're going to lack power and authority because you have something in common with that person. And so I want to share with you like 12 things I do to prepare myself on a daily basis before I go out into the world to do ministry. The first thing I do is I ask the Lord. I say, Lord, is there anyone that I need to forgive this morning? And I just wait on the Lord. And whoever's uh, name, whatever face he brings in front of me, all I say is, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. Because you know, you'll be surprised sometimes at the faces that will just come before you. And I don't even try to argue with God about it. Whatever the face is, I let it go. So the first thing I do as I ask God, is there anyone I need to forgive? Secondly, I repent of any pride in my life. We all have pride to one degree or another. And if you think you don't have any pride at all, that's a sign that you have pride, just right there. Because the thing about pride is, it's a sneaky. You, you don't know you have it when you have it. So Lord, forgive me, Lord, of all pride in my life and help me to recognize it. Number three, I ask the Lord to forgive me of all sins known and unknown, because you know what? I think, I believe there's things we do on a daily basis we don't even realize we do, but some of them are wrong. Lord, forgive me for my sins known and unknown. And then after I do that, I ask the Lord to break all curses, spells, and incantations made against me in the name of Jesus. And I I do that humbly before the throne of grace. And number five, every morning I anoint my hands and feet. You know, um, when I was in Costa Rica, Pastor Ruth said to me, you are anointing your feet every day, right? And she goes, you are breaking off all witchcraft, right? And she kind of got after me. So I thought, you know what? I really need to do that. We can't grow lazy in the battle. We can't grow... Uh, lackadaisical. We must stay alert and be ready for the battle at all times. So I anoint my hands and feet with oil. You know, Psalm 23 he says, Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup overflows. Number six, I asked the Holy Spirit, what do you want to do today? And, you know, where are we going to go? What do you want to do? Part of my practices I ask God to dispatch the angels to assist me, to help me, and to minister to me, based on Hebrews 1:14, are not all angels ministering spirits sent forth to those who shall inherit salvation? And also, according to Psalm 103 verse 20, the angels of the Lord hearken to the voice of the Lord, or some versions say, they do God's word. And so, I will find scriptures that the angels can respond to because they hang around us waiting for us to quote a scripture or to confess God's word because when they hear it, um, they can respond. I'll give you a good example. Psalm 34, 7. The angels of the Lord encamp around those that love and fear him and they deliver him. If you're afraid and you believe you're in the battle, that's a good scripture for you to quote because then the angels will come to your aid. And then the other thing I pray about, I pray that all backlash, so in other words, when we're out doing ministry, so many times the enemy will try to come around your backside and hit your home front. So I pray against all backlash, all the backlash that the enemy would try to do against me and my family and I pray that the glory of God would be my rear guard and that's the thing you can pray too and so it's good before you go out to your ministry or out into the world to your job I don't know where you work or what you do to pray this prayer and to go through these steps because it'll keep you safe and then in Isaiah 11 verse 2 you have the seven flames of the Holy Spirit And I pray for the seven firelights of God to rest on me. You know, the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. The spirit of might, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You know, he will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or what he hears with his ears. So it's really good to pray for discernment, to ask the Lord, are there any open doors in my life that I need to, to shut so that the enemy doesn't have any inroads to attack me, so that's just another really great thing to do is an open door inventory on a regular basis. proverbs twenty six two says that a curse without cause cannot take a light. Now the NIV says, like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse cannot come to rest. And so, if your life is hidden in God in Christ Jesus, and you're covered by the blood of Jesus, and your sins are confessed, and you're walking with humility before God, I didn't say walking perfect, because there's nobody perfect, then you're protected. And they can curse you all day long, but it will have no effect on you. Then I love Colossians 2.15, having disarmed the powers and authorities, He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. So in other words, 2,000 years ago, when Jesus died and rose again, he disarmed the enemy. He made a public spectacle of him, triumphing over him to the cross. It's good to know these scriptures because we fight with the word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit. You know, as a believer, we must understand all Jesus did for us at the cross and what our rights are as a believer. If you don't understand what Jesus did for you at the cross, then you'll not apply it. You'll not appropriate it to your life. Revelation twelve eleven, They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their life even as to shrink from death. You know what? We stand on the blood of Jesus. We stand in the power of the cross. I love Revelation 118. I am the living one. I was dead. And now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and of Hades. We do not have to fear Satan or the demons. You know, we can have a healthy respect Even Michael the archangel did in Jude chapter 1, verse 9. He did not bring any railing accusations against the enemy, but he said, the Lord rebuke you, Satan, because Satan was wanting the bones of Moses. And Michael says, "Uh uh-uh, no way. And even though Michael's a big angel armed for battle, he did not slander Satan. So we walk in humility. We stand in the blood of the cross. We use the word of God and the angelic forces to fight for us. I love to pray Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 18. I'm not going to read all that to you, but it's talking about the armor of God. You know, we have the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Did you know that, peace is a weapon. Oh yeah, when it talks about the Roman soldiers' shoes, their shoes had six inch spikes on the bottom of them, and when they would march, they would march right over anything in their way, and so when you're in a battle, and when you're in a storm, and you can sleep in peace, peace becomes a weapon. It's amazing. And then we have binding and loosing, Matthew eighteen, eighteen through 20. I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you shall agree about anything, you can ask it, and it will be done for you by my Father, which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We know... There is exponential power when we join together in prayer. The Bible says if one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand. So when you pray, you can do binding, you can do loosing. We can pray that the enemy would be bound. You know, there's people's lives that he is trying to work in. And so you can say in the name of Jesus, I bind the enemy I pray for my son, I pray for my daughter, I pray for my brother, I pray for my sister, whoever you're praying for, and you can loose the power of the angels, the Holy Spirit, to do their work, to minister to your family and loved ones. So we are in this battle, and we must defeat fear and doubt. 2 Timothy 1, 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And I said this earlier, even though we know we have the power and authority through Christ, because Christ was given all power and authority, and then he turned around and gave it to us, his church. Then the Bible says, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Even though we have all that power, all that authority, we do not slander Demonic forces. Jude 1 9 says, Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, did not dare to bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. And so sometimes when we're in that battle and the enemy's trying to get us to react and respond, all we need to say is, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. I am not going to react. I am not going to respond. I'm not going to give in to fear. I'm not going to give in to doubt, but I'm going to stand firm on God's word and in God's blood. And humility is a must in fighting demonic forces. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Humility is key because I believe it's the highest rank in heaven to be a humble servant of the Lord. When you're humble, there are certain battles that you don't have to fight. You can say, God, you fight this one for me. If this is a spiritual battle, maybe you're going through something on your job, maybe something in your work. You have a person you're dealing with that's really irritating you like crazy or things going on that are not bad. You can ask the Lord to fight the demonic forces that you're facing. Now, we're not calling people demons, but we're calling it for what it is. Demonic forces work through other people at times, and they don't even realize it's happening. We can ask the captain of the Lord of hosts to do battle on our behalf. The captain of the Lord of hosts is none other than Jesus the Christ, the one who, when he comes and splits the eastern sky, riding on his white horse. On his thigh is written in blood, King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the ultimate warrior. And guess what? He's the reigning, undefeated champion. He has never lost a battle. A really great scripture to quote is Hebrews 1.14. Are not all angels ministering spirits? sent forth to minister to those who shall be heirs of salvation. Another great scripture to quote is First John 3, 8. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's works. Psalm 103, verse 20. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. And one of the things I pray here, and our team is praying at Spiritual Care in Hastings, Michigan, is that God would take the ruling principality that is above us and use the angelic forces through the power of our prayers. By the way, you've got to pray. When you pray, you activate angelic forces. Never underestimate praying in the spirit and the power of your prayers. And we're asking God to bind that demonic principality that is above us with the chains of heaven and take it away and replace it with an angelic principality. See, if you study up on this a little bit, there's nine orders of angels. There's principalities, powers, thrones, authorities. There's all these different levels of angels. While when they fell from heaven, the demonic ones fell and the good ones stayed. So we're replacing the demonic principality above us with an angelic principality from the throne of heaven. I love the scripture in Jeremiah 1.10. See, today I appoint you over the nation and kingdoms to uproot, tear down, destroy, and overflow, to plant and to build. So in the name of Jesus, I love it, the name that is above every name, we tear down, uproot, destroy all demonic powers attacking spiritual care, in the ministry here, and you can pray the same. You know, First John three eight. I quoted that earlier. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. That word destroy there is to destroy to de- that word destroy there is to destroy to the extent that it never existed in the first place. To totally wipe the devil's work out. I love Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Listen. Jesus was given all power and authority. Then he gave all power and authority to his church, to his people, and that is you and that is me. Now, there is something that will keep you from operating in it is if you lack your identity in Christ. So in other words, if you don't know who you are in Christ, it will cause you not to want to pick up the authority and power that Christ has given you even though he's given it to you and so, in the name of Jesus, you know, based on all the fact that all the authority was given to Christ and that he gave us his power and authority and the right to use it, in the name of Jesus, we decree and declare that the works of the enemy are destroyed in the name of Jesus. And I pray that over your life right now. Another great scripture is Isaiah 60, verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come, for the glory of the Lord rises upon you. And here's a prayer I like to pray. We decree a blinding light to shine from spiritual care day and night, protecting the entire building and ministry. We ask that you replace, that you place cherubims or seraphims on the four corners of the property day and night to protect it. I pray the same for you. We decree the glory cloud covering of the Lord is over the entire property. Hallelujah. And we pray for the salvation from everyone that is cursing us, that God would send the light of salvation to each and every person, and that light is shining in the darkness, and that the scales covering their eyes would fall off, and that the deception would be taken away in Jesus' name. You can pray these things for yourself, for your life, for your family, for your ministry, for your job. You can apply what I'm giving you. You know, there's more good scriptures. Psalm 34, 7 says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those that love and fear him, and he delivers them. And we decree and declare an encampment of angels around us day and night. And you know, there's more good scripture. There's so many good scriptures in the word of God. There's another one uh, In Isaiah, it says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I love that scripture in Isaiah. No weapon formed, no weapon formed. In fact, that's Isaiah 54, 17. Then there is Isaiah 59, 19, which says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Amen. You can use the word of God. You can use the blood of Jesus because it is a weapon. So if you're going into battle, here's the things I want to say. Take communion and repentance from all pride. Plead the blood of Jesus. Pray the prayers of agreement. Declare God's word is so important because as you are declaring God's word, the angels are going out and they're doing battle on your behalf. You know, I don't know your situation, and I don't know everything that you're going through right now. Maybe you're dealing with a terrible depression, or maybe you have a whole lot of anxiety going on in your life. I pray that if you do, I pray that that anxiety would be broke in the mighty name of Jesus, wherever you're at right now. I pray that the Holy Spirit would minister peace to you, and his presence day and night to you in the name of Jesus. You know, And I don't know what you're facing in your ministry. Maybe you have a ministry, and you're trying to go forward, but it seems like every time you go forward two steps, you're taking one step backwards. Well, I pray for you that God would give you a battle strategy to be able to go forward and do it successfully. Even though we know we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of evil in the heavenly realms, we do not fear. Why? Because our reigning champion has never been defeated. His name is Jesus Christ. He lives in our hearts. He lives in our lives. And I want you to know, He is with you. The Lord is with you wherever you're at. Be of good courage and don't fear, because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Thank you for joining me today for Healing Begins. This program was brought to you by Family Tree Medical of Hastings. God bless you, and may he keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, and give you peace.